0: good morning friends and welcome to a hasty podcast I'm your uh I'm I'm your host it's <laughs> Hasty. Uh, I don't know why I stumbled on that but for a moment there I considered saying literally anything else I'm your boat <laughs> I'm your uh uh, uh what, what rhymes with host besides ghost I've already made that joke i I have I've already made the joke about the ghost uh I'm your stoast slowst what rhymes with host? Not a lot of things. Not a lot of things jump to my mind. Welcome to a hasty podcast. Uh, the podcast where I talk about things and stuff. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, uh, I don't know. I don't know where this bit is going. I want to give up on it. I'm going to move on with my life. Hey, good morning. It is a good time it is episode 2 <laughs> it, is good to, it is episode two. you can tell my brain is especially frazzled today i woke up a little bit late i woke up a little bit this, late this morning but i have my coffee i have my coffee and i have it to sip i'm still trying to run through that that sweet sweet uh creamer <laughs> that that pumpkin spice latte creamer i i have still no idea how long it's good for i'm afraid to look i talked about not knowing and i'm afraid to look now but I still have it, still working my way through it. <laughs> any day now, any day now, it will be gone. Some update I've got some news. Uh, we are available. The podcast is available now on, I, I think I mentioned it, we're definitely on Anchor. And I, I have been on Anchor. So on anchor.fm forward slash hasty podcast. But we're also now available on Pocket Casts and Spotify. So if you go to either one of those two platforms, you can search for a hasty podcast, and I should show up. I'll have links in the description to this podcast somewhere, but the because the link the links are fairly absurd. The Pocket Casts one is pca.st/AD74NGDD. All right. All right, that's that's a link, sure. And this is Spotify's one is uh, open dot dot com forward slash show forward slash uh, five y five q o two not two t two r b i p o q p t v i c n i g k. It's um, it's just letters and numbers. There's there's no easy way to share that, but I will have a link. Uh, in the description somewhere, so that if you are listening to this on one platform, you can find it on another, and you can listen at your preferred platform one way or the other, you should be able to search for A Hasty Podcast, and it should show up on any of those three platforms, I would imagine. Also, I have a link, if you ever forget the name of anything, I do have uh, a link on com. I have a podcast. I think it's okay. This is, It's my own website, and I don't even know the link. It's Westonhasty.com forward slash nothing. Just go to, West, uh, <laughs> go to Westonhasty.com and there's a link there right on the front there. Look at the top. There is a link to the podcast as well. Can't you tell that I'm completely new to this world? Can you not tell? I can tell. It's, it's embarrassingly clear. But last time, last time I said that i would talk about video games this episode and honestly i haven't been playing a ton of video games in my own time a lot of it is youtube i play a lot of games for youtube and then i don't have a lot of time for myself to play games outside of youtube but i will start with what i have been playing outside of youtube and that is Shadowrun hong kong i've been playing that a little bit um, not not a ton, not a ton. I'm not very far into this game, but it's an older game at this point. I've played a bit of Shadowrun Returns as well as Shadowrun Hong Kong. I, I played. I started playing Shadowrun Returns probably a month ago, or something like that, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it it sort of introduces you as a character into like being a. Detective detective in the world of Shadowrun. Shadowrun is a tabletop game and then there are some video games based on that tabletop game and Shadowrun Returns is one such game and you create a character you can be an elf, a human, a dwarf, a, a, a troll or an orc I think are the classes and Shadowrun's got this deep like lore about this near-future Earth, I guess it takes place on Earth, but sometimes they refer to things like the Sixth World or, like, uh, they, they, when they refer to cities, I forget what city um, Shadowrun Returns takes place in now, but, like, if it's Seattle or Hong Kong or something like that, they kind of refer to these cities as almost entirely different countries. So it, it's a city-state situation, I guess. I'm a little unfamiliar, and by a little I mean a lot. I'm very unfamiliar with the world of Shadowrun. So I'm playing a lot of catch-up, but you can... Uh, figure it out pretty quickly by playing these games, what you need to know. There's a lot of background information that, l- while I would like to know it, I don't absolutely need to know it to at least understand what's going on. And Shadowrun Returns introduces you, your, like, friend from long ago is dead. <laughs> They've sent you a message. This isn't spoilers. This is right at the beginning of the game. I, I don't think I'm far enough in either game to-, to tell you about spoilers, but the the game begins with you receiving a message from this friend of yours saying, basically, if you've received this message, I'm dead and someone has killed me. I have a bank account with like a $100,000 or whatever it was, whatever their currency is because I don't remember. if you can bring my killer to justice, I have made all the arrangements, somehow you will acquire that money (laughs) successfully if you if you do so, trust me on this. Uh, And that's what you do, basically, you can, it's a role playing game. It's an RPG. So you can kind of decide a little bit with the flavor of how you respond to dialogue and, and Uh, those sorts of things, whether or not you're really in it for the money, whether you're in it for the personal revenge, or what have you, you can kind of decide that yourself. But one way or the other, the game is based around the idea that you accept, (laughs) you accept this quest, and go forward to go do so. And you end up trying to solve this murder and performing a number of other tasks along the way to earn you money and build up resources in the meantime, as it won't be A simple case. It's going to be a while. There's some sort of grander mystery that's got everything tied together going on. I'm not very far into that game to know what exactly it is, but I was playing that game like over a month ago or whatever it was, and I enjoyed it. I liked the idea. I made a lot of mistakes because I'm not familiar with Shadowrun, and I went into that game expecting it to be run very similar to like an XCOM game or something. Something about the controls and and layout and everything wasn't how I expected the game to run. It's not bad. It's not bad in any way. I, I just read that game wrong a little bit. So I played it, enjoyed it for the time that I played it for, and then didn't pick it up again for God knows how long. And just here recently, I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't remember what the story was if you can't tell by the fact that I've barely cobbled it together I don't remember what the story was so I kind of want to start over but there's also a lot of story and a lot of reading because it's 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 very role play it's not heavy on the actions very heavy on the role play the dialogue the conversation between people uh, does happen and in investigating the environment and that kind of thing there is definitely combat. The combat is turn based. That's why I was I, I saw it was a turn based game. That's why I was expecting it to play like XCOM or something. But it 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 does only in the sense that there are there's an action economy. We have only so many actions in a turn to do something, and everyone takes turns. So in that sense, it's a- a- XCOM, but it doesn't really feel XCOM-y which I bring up XCOM a lot, because that's a game I've put many, many, many hours into, probably talk at length about that. But I was thinking about returning to Shadowrun Returns, but I also wanted to start a new game. I kind of wanted to make a new character. I I feel like I had kind of flubbed the character creation of Returns. So it's like, I kind of want to start a new character, but I also don't want to start the game over. So I found a happy middle ground by playing Shadowrun Hong Kong. I think it's kind of funny. The story in Shadowrun Hong Kong is very similar to Returns in the sense that you find out someone is dead. It turns out that this time it's your foster father. And what you feel about finding out about that information is, is up to you a little bit. But one way or the other, you receive a message that your foster father wants you to come to hong kong he needs you uh he's in danger someone's either after him or he's looking for something it's a little mysterious it's a little vague about what it is he needs from you and you go to hong kong to go meet with your foster father you meet your brother there your foster brother and you kind of have this uh eyed reunion or whatever because I guess you've been gone for a long time and you can kind of decide why or how you've been gone for such a long time. It's left kind of vague, kind of as if you're keeping secrets from your brother a little bit. It's kind of cool. I kind of really enjoy that the game's opening that up for me to allow me to sort of create uh, why I was gone and for how long and for what reason a little bit. I think I enjoy that. I don't know if it's one of those kind of false decisions where everything I decide and talk about does kind of ultimately lead me down just the one path of why I was gone for how long or whatever. But I suspect it's not that hugely important. It's more huge. It's more important that we were gone for some reason. So we we kind of abandoned our foster family at some point. Kind of moved out. Uh, in my story. Basically, I went on a quest of, of revenge. Someone had, someone had wronged me, and I needed to go uh, take care of them or something like that, something in those manner. And uh, so I left my family to go take care of business. I, I swear I'll return in just a couple of days, brother. Um, don't tell dad about this because he wouldn't approve. And then I go missing for many years instead because, as it turns out, on my sort of revenge quest, to take care of what, whatever business it was I had. I end up getting kidnapped by a, a corporate entity because in Shadowrun, corporations are kind of their own governments. They, they're they either, kind of a bit of both, actually, they're either like these mob-style, mafia-style huge businesses that run things in the shadows, or they're literally entire governments in their own right, but one way or the other, corporations are massively p- powerful in Shadowrun, so much so that if you work for a corporation, and you wrong them in some way, or fail in some way, you could get fired, or if it's bad enough, they might just straight up murder you, and hide the body, and no one will ever find you, and that's just like, that's just well known, that's not conspiratorial. Corporations literally run and end people's lives as they see fit, so it's a very, it's a very dark kind of dystopian universe in that sense, uh, especially compared to like our world. I, I think there's plenty of chance for hope. It seems like everyone sort of exists in this world in some way. Some people find success, some people are down in the dumps. It, It kind of runs both ways. It seems like everyone kind of acknowledges and understands how the world works, but compared to how we understand governments and corporations and rights and laws and that kind of thing today, it makes the world of Shadowrun seem very dark and dystopic to me. But one way or the other, we come back to Hong Kong, And find out that uh, along the way, we are attacked by gangsters, and then eventually by Hong Kong police, and we don't know why. So we're attacked by gangsters, they're delivering some kind of good that we interrupt by mistake. And then they get spooked because they think we're you know a part of something or whatever and we're like on their turf or whatever. And we so we, we murder them because of course we do. It's like that tutorial, right? We murder them off and we proceed with looking for our foster dad and along the way we accidentally run into a group of shadow runners which are kind of like it's what the game's named after, but they're like bounty hunters or mercenaries or that kind of thing. P- people that are hired to do the dirty work for others, basically. Where you run into a group of them, it becomes kind of a, a very cold standoff between the two groups, mine and theirs. And it turns out these shadows runners were hired by our foster dad, and they are looking for him as well, because they're supposed to escort him to this walled city within Hong Kong for reasons unknown. Uh, so we're actually both looking for the same person, and as, just as it's turning out that we're on the same side, because it's kind of tense for a while, just as it's turning out we're on the same side, uh, a sniper picks off two of their members and one of ours, because it's, it, we're with our foster brother and then some other woman that he knows, right, because they, like, run together in some sort of military group, they're, they're like a part of this Lone Star group, which is supposed to be military, but, uh, it doesn't seem like that has any sway at all in Hong Kong. They're from outside of Hong Kong. So a sniper somewhere picks off a couple members and we take cover and we can hear uh, police sirens and this megaphone calling for us to stand down and, and basically turn over our lives because they start opening fire. They're, they're not actually trying to capture us or arrest us. They're, they're just trying to murder us. So we end up fighting through the police and getting away and escaping. And now we're fugitives. So we we are hiding, we're in hiding, but we also need to gather resources to do what we came here to do, because we can't just easily leave Hong Kong either, and of course we're trying to figure out this whole puzzle, like what's going on, what happened to our foster dad, turns out he's dead, but he might not be, because we don't actually have evidence of him being dead, but we do have evidence of him being attacked, and it opens up in this sort of great big uh, world. It's a really cool game, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit, I'm playing as an elf uh, caster, in, in Shadowrun Returns, I was playing as an elf uh, summoner, basically, the conjuring things, but I, I didn't understand how those mechanics worked, and I don't know if I put stats in the right things, and and elves are really good at summoning, they have extra bonuses and stuff to summoning spirits, They're, the shaman, I think is the name of the class, like a shaman, they summon like spirits and stuff, but... I think I really much prefer being just a mage like I am in Hong Kong. I'm playing as a mage. I've got a couple spells. I put a ton of stats into spell casting, So I'm just like picking people off with spell attacks from down down the street when I'm like attacking in these alleyways and stuff like that and these combat scenarios that we've had. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm enjoying that a lot more, <laughs> honestly. It fits my playstyle quite a bit better. There's a couple of lifestyle uh, lifestyle, life improvements or whatever in Hong Kong, so I'm enjoying that game quite a bit. Either one I could recommend quite well. It seems like the story is deep, and I'm enjoying the story quite a bit so far. There's a lot of dialogue and a lot of reading, but honestly, I think that just kind of slows down the pace of the game a bit, and that's okay. I like to play a game at a bit of a slower pace every now and again. It's something I can kind of sit back and kind of relax while playing, and then when we actually get into a mission or a, 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 a combat scenario, then the, the, the tension kind of rises back up. and it's like, okay, we're doing this and you got to figure that one out. It's a bit of a strategy game. but other than that, it's kind of exploration and investigation and le- learning who the different factions are. It's pretty cool stuff. Oh man. that's shadow realm. I don't have a lot more to say about Shadow Run Hong Kong or Shadow Run Returns. So I didn't get very far into either one, and I hope to keep playing some more Hong Kong, and maybe I can tell you more about my exploits in it. What I can talk about is that I've been playing a number of games over uh, October that I can talk about. Since I wasn't doing a podcast over October, I, I've got a f- few games I wouldn't mind talking about a little bit. And one of them, I don't know, where do I start? Where do I begin? How about... I've got so many games. Actually, let me start with. I've got I want to make a shout out to this game. I hope. Who developed this? Can I can I see? On Itch.io is where I discovered this. This is just a little game I discovered that I played for Halloween on my YouTube channel. Do I have a developer listed somewhere? Surely I do. Surely I do. Development in progress. Okay, I'm not sure who's developing this game just at a glance. But it's this game called Hang on, I've got it. It's like Psycho something, right? It's like it's in, it, it's like Japanese, Psycho no Sutoka. Psycho not spelled in the English fashion, but Psycho spelled as an S A I K O, no as a no, and then Sutoka S U T O K A. But it's this game. It's clearly like got this Japanese school vibe to it. So I'm, I am like so sure that's where it takes place. You're in a Japanese school like a high school or something. If you've ever watched an anime, that, that is the vibe that you're going for, right? And you are being pursued. It's like in the middle of the night or something. I'm not even entirely sure why you're there. I think you're just locked in. I think you've been kidnapped by this woman, this yandere, uh, which I believe is a, like a girlfriend or an admirer who basically wants to wants to love to murder you or something like that. I'm not entirely sure the actual definition of Yandere, but the idea is that she kind of loves you in this in, in in this strange, psychopathic way, right? But she also definitely wants to murder you. <laughs> she definitely wants to kill you. And I wanted to shout this game out because it's a small game. It's an itch.io horror game, and a lot of those games tend to be small in scope, which I kind of appreciate, actually, because they don't have to stay there welcome, typically. And this one was a lot of fun. Uh, I love the art style. There's a lot of deep blues all over the game. The, just in general, it's like playing the game in a filter of just deep blue. But that means anything that's like red or any other color, that, which is rare by the way, anything that's any other color really stands out, but the reds really stand out. She's got this, these like kind of glowing red eyes that she chases you all over the school, right? So if you're going down like a hallway and you see these glowing red eyes peek around this doorway down the hallway, it just kind of sends a chill down your spine. Like, I didn't know you were there. And you're just like, nope, nope, nope. Turn around, run away. Um, and because she does, she pursues you. But also there's, you know, she she will stab you. She She's going to do it at least once and there's going to be blood <laughs> and it stands out because it's red. And it's just this really cool aesthetic um, cool, both in the sense of, like, neat, but also, like, cool as in, it's a lot of blues, and it, it's just really, it's a really cool vibe for a horror game, and she's so clever, uh, they did, I've played other horror games that are just basically get chased by a monster and run away, right, like, you're Slenderman, right, where you have to grab stuff while being pursued by a monster, for me, the, the very classic version of that is always gonna be Slenderman and the eight pages, uh, a game that was massively popular on YouTube something like eight years ago or something, and that's what I always compare stuff to. But in Slenderman, the monster just kind of, ran- quite randomly, based on the game's programming, randomly appeared in stages uh, behind you, and if you got too close or if you turned around and looked at him for too long, you'd be in trouble. But mostly there wasn't really a logic in how he appeared. It was ki- It was a lot of randomness, and it worked for that game. It worked for that game. In this game, she exists, the, the monster, this Yandere character. I don't know if she has an actual name or not. Maybe she's the Sutoka. I, I have no idea. But she's chasing you around this building. The entire building is loaded in at once. So she's always around. She's never just warping around. To the best of my knowledge, to the best of my ability, there's even a camera that you can watch um, – like in, the, in a security room, you can look from these cameras in these different hallways to see if she's in this room or that hallway or that kind of thing. She seems to always exist in the world, and she is tracking you, right? And she's so clever about it, and the thing that makes the game so especially fun to me is that she plays the Yandere character so so very well that she's actually playing with you, toying with you. Like sometimes she'll know where you are and choose to let you escape for the thrill of the chase, it's terrifying. I have literally had her, like she will run up and stab you, right? To hurt you or she'll run up and just knock you over just just for giggles and then laugh at you and then run behind a doorway in front of you and just peek at you and wait for you to get up and see if you come out or she'll uh, find out that you're in a room and she'll just hang out outside the room just to wait for you to come out or she'll look at you from a window and just, you might run and escape and hide in a locker this is what, this this is what knocked it off for me, right, you'll be running away from her, run into like a locker, close the door, and hide from her, and she'll see you do it, like, you've got the little slots in the locker that you can kind of see through to see if she's following you, it happened to me, I was running away from her trying to escape, which, by the way, she'll straight up run faster than you, like, there is no escaping her, that's, that's why, like, you have to outsmart her, you can't really outrun her unless she lets you outrun her, that's the terrifying thing, right, so I was trying to outrun her, and I turn around and hid in the locker, and I could clearly see that I hadn't gotten away from her. She clearly watched me hide in this locker, and she strolls up to this locker, presses her face against the slots that she knows you're looking into, and just in Japanese, she's like, I know you're in there, and she giggles and then walks away, and I'm like, what the actual F? <laughs> and I was so scared, and it was such a good experience that... uh Never got old for me. The entire premise is that you have to run around and grab, uh, and you have to look for them, and they're very hard to find because it's a very large school building. It's like a two-story, I think, two-story building, but it's it's very wide, and you have to go into these different rooms, you know, looking for different keys to open these locked classrooms that have other keys in them until eventually you can find the exit key, basically. And there's not a lot. I think there's probably only something like four keys that you need to find, three or four keys. It's not a lot of keys, but there's a lot of hiding spots for them. So you're desperately trying to get into these different rooms and find these keys. There is one other item for sure that you can pick up. Oh, well, a couple. There is one or two items floating around that you can pick up to heal yourself if you've taken a lot of damage. Uh, they're very rare. And then there's at least one pair of shoes in the game because you're completely shoeless. And sometimes the your this Yandere girl will actually smash... Some windows, because typical to a Japanese school, there's windows everywhere. I I don't get it. I'm an American. It seems insane to me, but there are windows to classrooms, not just in the door, but just, just any old window. But the windows that are in the door, sometimes she'll smash and let the glass fall onto the floor, so that if you're trying to get in and out of that room, you have to run over the glass, which causes damage, and you know you're, you you like gasp in pain when you do, which I suspect she can hear you when you do. I'm a, little, I'm a little unsure when she can and can't hear you, but I suspect she can basically almost always hear you because she's basically always not that far away. But um, if you find a pair of shoes, you don't have to take damage running over glass anymore, but they're very hard to find, and I think it's random placement for everything every time. So for me, for the time that I spent playing this game, it didn't get very old, and I'm kind of gushing about it, but I really hope to see more games kind of take this concept where I've seen horror games where the idea is you have to collect things and yeah you're chased by some dumb monster run by some dumb AI and there are I'm sure other games that have smart AI but this one just felt so clever like the like the monster knew the layout of the school and also felt like she like typical of like some sort of psychopathic murderer like relished In the chase itself, like her only goal wasn't just murdering you, like in some monsters and other horror games where if they catch you, they will try to murder you then and there, where she would literally play with you and toy with you, right? Stab you once and giggle and run away or whatever to give you a chance to escape or something like that. Just something about that psychological element was just a little extra spicy for me. (laughs) So I recommend it. I'll put a link in in the description somewhere as well. I gushed about that a lot longer than I thought I would. It's such a small game. It's I didn't beat it. Uh, I didn't have the time to look for everything, but I got the gist of it and enjoyed it quite a bit. I played a ton of other games as well. Bendy and the Ink Machine is one. I can recommend that one. That one's like baby's first horror game in a lot of ways because it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. You walk into this uh, old cartoon factory, I want to say studio, which is what it's kind of ostensibly supposed to be. You used to work for I forget what his name is. It's like Jack or Jeff or something. the The guy who runs the studio used to work for him, right? Making cartoons for this guy. So it's a studio. But as you come back, and I guess you're visiting the place again after many, many years for reasons kind of unknown. I'm, I guess you're invited there, but it seems like you didn't have a lot of happy me- memories here. So I'm not entirely sure why you return. I don't know if there's a big reveal at the end because I haven't beat this game yet. I'm close though. There's five chapters. I've beat 3, I'm on chapter 4, so I'm, I'm getting close. And the chapters aren't very long. Chapter 1 and 2 were actually pretty short. Chapter 3 was too long. It was actually kind of tedious. I think they were trying to... Because they released this game episodically too, so I'm guessing in chapter 1 and 2, they got some feedback for their game, saying that they were too short, and I think they tried to pad out chapter 3, and it didn't work. It was just tedious. There was just a lot of back and forth, just running running around doing like fetch quests, basically, which just felt so out of place in this horror game. But that's the idea. You return to the studio, and you're exploring it, and it turns out that there's been a lot of additions since you left, and it might as well be a factory now, this, this ink machine that exists. It's been in the ink machine, right? You, you discover this ink machine, you discover there's ink everywhere, and you slowly sort of unfold the story that uh, the ink is possibly alive, and something horrible has happened here to the staff and you can't get out, and you've been trapped inside, and you're just kind of going deeper into this studio. It's quite neat, but it's never overly horrifying it's never overly scary ever um except unless maybe you're not very good with horror or maybe you haven't played horror before so maybe you'd have some maybe you'd have some chills with the atmosphere and the environment maybe it's just creepy enough to freak you out and there are a couple of of spooks here and there that do happen but they're completely manageable if you're used to horror games Uh, so much so that while I was playing it I, I don't think I was ever particularly scared scared. I can't remember maybe maybe there was a jump scare or something. You you know, you react to a jump scare that's not really being scared, you're just reacting, right? I don't remember if I did that or not. But it's a neat experience and I remember that game kind of blowing up in popularity back when it was in alpha or beta or whatever. Before release, I remember that being a very popular game to talk about. And then after it released, I don't remember hearing a lot about it, but it was still very popular with a lot of people making art for the game and a lot of people sort of making fan stuff about the game. It seems like Bendy is a very popular character. And I I suspect it's because that game was probably very popular with a young audience that or apparently it was watched way more on youtube by people than i thought it was because i know it was watched quite a bit in alphas and betas when youtubers are picking up the game early in development but after release i'm not sure if it was picked up that widely or not so either it just got really popular on youtube or it was really popular with a younger audience uh kids or teens or something like that because it seemed like it's, it's it's a game that does still to this day get talked about but it's really not that terrifying the thing that makes it more special I guess is the aesthetic that sort of cartoony aesthetic which is isn't bad it's it's a good aesthetic but it's not overly scary so if you're into maybe trying to dip your toes into horror weirdly enough I actually have a game that I can suggest it's Bendy and the uh, the ink machine if you're like I don't like horror but I would like to like find out what the what what put all the hubbub is about, about horror, and you want to dip your toes in something that, that's not too bad, I think that's the route to go, because it's, it's creepy enough, right, where I'm not going to say it's not horror, but it's also not horrifying, <laughs> not really, there, so yeah, I can recommend that one for sure, so I reckon, those are my two recommendations that I have time for, is this Psycho no Satuka game, uh that i will link in the description as well as bendy and the horror Mach- uh, i keep wanting to say horror machine bendy and the ink machine i'll leave a link to that in the description as well if you're interested in that game um that's all the time i have for this uh podcast the time flies by i was going to talk about some other stuff too that i played in october but i did not have time maybe we'll do that tomorrow maybe we'll do that later in the week but I will keep you informed. You've got some. You've got. You've got some re- re- homework to do now. If you're looking to pick up some new games, that's gonna do it for a hasty podcast episode number two. I want to thank all of you so much for watching. Have a terrific morning, and whatever you guys do, please wash your hands. Okay, I'm out of here. Bye.